Hi, woo-woo. So happy to have you back on. We are ready to rock. We are so excited. Ken, say hello. Hello. So we are back on mic to talk to you guys a little about destiny cards. What are destiny cards? How can you use them to help your life? Give a little spark, give a little juice, keep yourself in flow. That's something that Kendall and I really love to do is find ways to kind of keep ourselves feeling connected to ourselves, connected to other people in our life. And we are excited to talk about our personal experiences with Kelsey Anka, who is a professional destiny card reader and a professional reader that uh, Kendall and I have gotten connected to. So we are very excited. Ken, should I tell them how I met Kelsey? Cause it is kind of crazy. Yeah. So, okay. Well, first let me, for those who are not familiar with destiny cards, cause we were not before kind of getting to know her and everything, I did a little research. And so essentially destiny cards or the art of destiny reading is uh, an esoteric science used by ancient Egyptians. So apparently it was used um, during like biblical times as well. And it's this combination of numerology and astrology together. So essentially the system assigns each date of birth with a card in this case, like she uses a conventional set of playing cards, but whenever you're born, um, depending on like where you were born and what age you are and whatever, but you have a card and in combination with all those things, she's able to actually map out like, okay, down to the day, like today is a good day for this energy. Um, or she can map out years or different things to be able to help you. If you have something that you're trying to plan. Um, saying like, okay, June of next year would be a good time for that. Like how you are compatible with other people, like what's mm -hmm. compatible, what's not. So yeah, tell them yeah. how you met her. Cause it was just awesome. <laughs> it was. And also I think of it as almost spiritual organization. Like it feels way more tactical yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when we talk about destiny cards in this context, we mean actual playing cards, like two of hearts, king of spades. Um, but I'm not sure if there's alternative meetings to destiny cards. I'm sure there are, but, um, in this context, that's what we're going to be referring to later when we talk about specific cards, uh, that we have been in our deck and like what they mean to us and all of that. So I was in a group called cosmic witches on Facebook. Is anyone surprised shocker to none? Um, <laughs> and I've been in that group for years. Like I think even before my son was born in 2019. So I've been in and out of having like the notifications on in there. So sometimes I'm really in the, in this, in the threads and sometimes I'm not. Um, but Kendall and I were going through a period of time in our course where we just didn't really know what our next step was going to be. I had a tragedy in my life that really shook me up. And so I was feeling very like, until I say this, I'm not sure how I can move forward. So I told the group, they were all super supportive. We all were figuring out together. And right after that, I felt like I got spiritual clearing. Like once I tell people what I'm going through, I get back to myself and some people feel the opposite. It's almost like, like the releasing. Like, I feel like for yeah. you, whenever you, it, it takes up space. Mm -hmm. So then whenever you share it, it's not, it, it releases it out into the world, like air. Some people are the complete opposite of that. So like, that's definitely not a one size fits all. So anyways, that next day, I got my creativity back. I got my inspiration back and I felt really called to cold open message 
the owner of that group or the one of the admins of that group, Kelsey. And I voice memoed her on Instagram. I found her on Instagram. I was like, Hey, I'm just going to shoot my shot, but I feel like it would be cool to have you on. I know you do destiny readings. Um, and I would just love to talk to you about the idea of like having you in our course as a guest. And what do you think? She immediately responds and is like, I'm game. Let's rock and roll. So then fast forward that next day or so I was going to be in Houston with Kendall. Uh, so we happened to be able to coordinate where we both were on a FaceTime call with her and we loved Which her energy. Mind you, I'm dying because Angela, I am not privy whatsoever that she's had this conversation with Kelsey. So she's like, by the way, I found our like next teacher for our course and her name's Kelsey. And like, what I'm like, excuse. <laughs> and so Whenever Angela and I meet up, we're at this like random Mexican diner, like bars on the windows. Like it did look cute online and it ended up being great. But like, we're talking, Angela gets in first and is like, I just ordered a margarita and they literally just pulled a full margarita in the glass already out of the fridge for me. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. this is, this yeah. is a, not a high class establishment. We loved it. We had a ball. So we had a ball, <laughs> but we're like the only people in there and we get on a FaceTime with Kelsey. So this is the first time she's met either of us. Yeah. And we're having a full on conference call in the middle of this Mexican restaurant with margaritas. It, the vibes were high. Yeah, it was, it was fun. And then once I, like I knew I wanted her to be a part of the course, but I wanted Kendall to meet her first. So we both felt like we were on the same page about it. Uh, and we were, and it was awesome. She's very, she's one of those people that's just amazing when you're in the moment with her. She's very like good on her feet and she's very electric, mm -hmm. very present, very present, very electric, very well-spoken. And so it was a match made in heaven, but it was just insane that this is the second time I blindly reached out to someone and just was like, hello, do you want to? Oh, and what was cool too, was that she had gotten this spiritual download that she needs to leave herself open for new connections. And that it was her birthday week, the week I reached out and for her, she felt like her birthday week was especially time for her creative opportunities to come together. And so she said that was another thing that tipped her off when I just blindly messaged her. She was like, yes, this is in alignment. And I feel good about this. I knew this was coming. I felt like I need to leave myself open to a new opportunity and it showed up. So um, enter Kelsey into the chat and she, uh, she joined us on our course, which was a private course that we were running that is now closed, um, and gave little mini readings for everybody on the call. And it was, which just so it was mind blowing to everyone. So we went in and our, the class that night was, you know, still a lot of people in there, but small enough where she was like, I could probably do readings for most of the people here who are like going to volunteer themselves. And even in like a few minutes. Yeah, it was on the was, fly. It was uncanny. Some of the stuff that she was pulling out of like, okay, this is why this re relationship didn't work. Or like, this is how to best show up in your job. Or here's how, like just all these, you know, really condensed readings in like five minutes. Her normal readings were like an hour. Mm -hmm. And just in five minutes, people were like, what the what, you know? And so, uh, it was one of our course members favorite classes because they walked away like what just happened. That was so amazing. And, um, and she's just like the energizer bunny. Like she, oh, she just is. can pull energy out. You can tell she's so in flow yeah. uh, when she's giving information. And so, um, anyway, that was really cool. And what happened from there is she kind of like joined our little spiritual gang at that point, because, 
you know, we got a taste of her in the class. She kind of did some teaching, but then we each individually got readings from her after. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so yes, yes, yes. anyway, so that was cool. And okay. So one of the things that I love that she does is she takes cards she can um see how they overlap with other people so for example after the course for fun she just sent a like full write-up it was like the 20 page write-up or something of Angela and I's relationship mm-hmm. so just and how our cards work together it, it was yeah, and so how they detailed together in business and friendship and like how we might have been connected in a past life like it was so interesting it was the bomb. That's another thing for all my Capricorns or all my Virgos out there or anyone that is comforted by organization and by something they can hold. Um, she has a reading with you and then she sends you a 35 page PDF report of what you guys talked about on your call and like ways you can be like, okay, this part of your year, this is what's going to come up this part of your year. And it has exact dates. So it'll be like from September 10th to October 2nd look out for X, Y, and Z. So it's really organized and it's a great reference guide to keep for you for your year. So me and Kendall were in heaven. Like we love something we can refer back to. Mm -hmm. Um, It's nice for, if you're somebody that likes to be in the moment with somebody when you're reading, then you have something to like refresh your memory. That's already written for you that you can have afterwards. So that's a cool and unique thing about her practice that isn't always like the case. So I wanted to point it out. Yeah. Also pro tip, um, for readings in general, whether like if you get a destiny reading or, you know, you talk to auntie Joanne or whoever. So every time I do that, I put my phone on speaker and you can ask, you know, the reader, like, are you comfortable with being recorded or whatever? Um, but I put my phone on speaker and then record the conversation on my iPad or your computer and make a voice note of it. And it's really helpful. I didn't realize how many people like don't do that in their readings. And then they're scrambling like, wait, what did she say? What exactly was it? Or they're looking at their notes and it was going too fast for them to get it down. And so in my computer, I have all of my different readings that are labeled by like some highlights, like, okay, this is when we like moved or I'm in a transition with my job or like whatever. That way I can kind of catalog it. I can look back and see like, oh, a year ago, Kelsey said this, like, yeah, that is true. You know, whatever. So just a pro tip for, you know, readings or, or things like that, where you want to reference back and you're not sure your memory will like capture it accurately. That's a really... So with Kelsey, like she's okay with that as well. So, yeah, yeah. Um, So it was awesome. One thing I wanted to share that was, that is something that anyone can benefit from that would be useful. Okay. So if you're listening to this call, just flag this part or pause, or just come back to this piece uh, because it would require you to know the day of the week you were born, um, which by the way, I just Googled February 9th, 1991 day of week and it came up. So it's not something I knew innately, uh, but me and my husband both born on a Saturday. Uh, my, my son was born on a Monday. So whatever day you're born with is your day one of your destiny week. And I'm going to talk a little bit about this because I shared this with the course members. So if you're a course member listening, hi, you already know this, but this is just uh, something that I feel like a friendly reminder. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like it really helped me and Nick, honestly, align. It's helpful that me and my husband have the same, but whatever your week is, 
um, it'll follow the same format. So you can pause this, find out your day, and then remember that your birthday is your day one. So I found this really fascinating. This will just be a quick and easy little thing, but I have now reflected on it and realized it's come true a lot in my life. So it's just been cool for me and Kendall since the past couple of weeks we've known. Um, and she even made a joke, like when I asked her when Levi was born, so I could do his for her. Um, she was like, I know something is up with Mondays because it's so hard to get him out of the house. And his Monday was like his slow-mo day, like not to be rushed. She yeah, was like, like can't, my can't be bothered day is the day that we have to get everything going for sure. And my, yeah. that's like my like number one day or whatever. I'm like ready to go. Let's start the week. Levi's like, mm, slow start. No thanks. Yes, 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 yes. And this is just a tiny little nugget of the things that Kelsey does. And this one is more of a generic part. The rest of the stuff was super personalized to me and Kendall and would be personalized to you. Uh, so yeah, anyway, this is okay. something anyone can do. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone can, and can have this. And this is like a taste of what we're talking about. So your day one, the day you were born, whatever year that was. Okay. That's your Mercury day. So that's going to be a strong communication day for you. So for my husband, he kicks off a lot of projects on his day one. Um, it's the way where you're talking to a lot of people, your communication is going to be more in flow that day. So uh, that is your Mercury day, your day one. Then your day two is a self-love day. That's a, your Venus day. So if you're going to be getting a massage or doing something that is like very pampering of self, skincare, extra hydration, uh, and hair mask, whatever um, that looks like for you, that would be a good day to do that is your day two, your Venus day. Yeah. And being intentional of like adding that in, you know what yes, I mean? Of being like, right. Oh, it's my day to like, I'm going to go on a long walk before I go to bed or something, you know? Yes, exactly. Um, something like that, where you, if you could pencil that in on the day of your week, that's your self-love day and just see how that resonates. So then your day three is your Mars day. So that's going to be a high energy day, a productive day. Mars is known for being uh, like active. So uh, Kelsey was saying people that have their Mars card in common with their partner, they tend to do well when they're like going on a hike, going on a canoe ride, going on a walk together, like something where they're getting their energy and action out and physical movement. And so that is day three of your week. Day four is Jupiter day. And if anyone knows a little bit about astrology or what the planets mean, that's your money day, baby. So she was saying, if you set your intention on your day one, your seeds will blossom on your day four, which is your money day. So I thought that was cool to like set intention earlier in the week. And then by your day four, um, that is a fruitful day. Uh, so that's, yeah. Exciting. And I think, I think the cool thing about all of these, there are more days obviously, but the cool thing is when you are equipped with this, you can start setting that intention. So like day four for me is Thursday. And that is always what happens to be when I get new projects. Yeah. Like they just happen to be on Thursday, which is kind of like Thursday is kind of my wrap up day anyway. Like I typically use Friday to like maybe do a little bit of work, but it's mostly like catching up on house stuff, getting ready for the weekend. Like I take Fridays a bit slower. And so it's kind of a fun, like, all right, this comes in at the end of the week. And then I'm ready on Monday to start working on these. And, um, but since she told me, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, that is. But what's cool is you can set that intention on Monday. Like, this is what I want to see for my week. And this is what I want, 
you know, to reap from what I'm sowing on my day one. And so I think when you can call that in and claim it, it's really helpful. Yes. And I wanted to shout out all my nine to fivers that are getting paid every other Friday or on a schedule where you're like, well, that doesn't track think kind of outside the box. Like recently I just got, um, an O like a medical reimbursement on a Tuesday sent in the mail. Um, another person forgot to give Wyatt a birthday gift and like sent me a check, like those kind of things. So I want you to like, think about it outside of just like, oh, well I get paid on this day and that's not my money day. So just as a little aside, cause I know not all of us are like entrepreneurs with a flexible schedule in case you get paid every other Friday and that's not your money day. Just start like being aware. Uh, if anything random comes through your plate on your money day. Or even like if it's time for you, you feel like it's time to get a raise. Like that might be a good time to have a conversation with your boss boss of like, hey, if it's your day four, just being like, hey, this is kind of what I would like to see as far as, you know, compensation. And that might be a helpful day energetically for that to kind of go your way. Yes, exactly. Okay. Whoops. Uh, Let's see. So we're on one, two, three, four. We're on day five. So day five is low energy day, reparenting yourself. Um, If you can, if you cannot like kick off projects that day, that would best serve you just sort of taking it easy, that kind of vibe on day five, that's Levi's Monday. (laughs) Um, So day six is Uranus day and that is the unexpected day. So it's not going to be the day where everything goes on track for better or for worse. Sometimes a happy, positive, like a happy surprise, sometimes like a reroute. Um, So she was saying the best flexibility here. (laughs) Yeah. The best thing you can do is just roll with the punches on your Uranus day on your unexpected day, because uh, things will definitely take a turn. And that has played out in the funniest ways. Like uh, for me, just a random example, Wyatt was running an alleged fever at school. He wasn't. I love alleged. Well, cause he wasn't <laughs> like, I came home, at school. Well, and I'm not trying to be like that kind of mom. I just literally, I came home. He didn't have a fever and he had no other symptoms. And so I was just sort of anyways, but I got called to go pick him up on that day. And I was like, sure enough, I had a full day planned. I went and got him. We had a totally different day. Uh, so that kind of thing. And then the final day, the day seven is Neptune day. That's a recoup day and a homebody day. It's separate from the self-care day or like the low energy day. This is more like retreating to home, meditating, staying recoup. Like it's a recoup restore day, but specific to kind of being a homebody. And, and it's interesting too, because mine is a Friday night and so is my husband's and we're not. And I mean, obviously we have a toddler, but we're not like Friday night people, you know, when you're just like, wow, the week's over and it's Friday night. Like it's time to be out on the town. That's never been, we're always like an order in on Fridays kind of vibe. And so that fits for that. So anyway, that's the rundown of the week. We thought that that was really cool and interesting. Yeah. And I think um, something for recoup as well is it, that doesn't always mean, you know, obviously you have your rest day on a different day, you know, things recouping doesn't always mean like hermiting and doing nothing either. Like what, something that Clint and I talk about is kind of like, what would actually feel rejuvenating to us? And sometimes that is like, oh, what would recoup is us doing something productive at home. Like that Mm -hmm. would make us feel better or like, you know, whatever that looks like where it doesn't even have to be just like, okay, it's our, you know, last day or our recoup day. We need to like be on the couch. It could be whatever actually lights you up. You know, it could be like, oh, 
I really feel better when I record a podcast. Like you could do that on your recoup day, but just be at home. You know what I mean? So yeah, 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 yeah. So anyways, that's a little about um, kind of it, that one doesn't have to do necessarily with the uh, the specific destiny cards, but that's something that Ken and I found really interesting. Yeah, she just kind of gave it to us a little party trick, which yeah. was fun to just implement in our day. And, you know, it, it's, I think it's fun for both of us to just kind of see how things fit in our lives. Like, okay, get information and just use it as almost an experiment of, mm-hmm. oh, like, does this play out in my life this way? And it's just a fun thing to talk about with your friends too. Like mm-hmm. now Angela and I reference that as second language. We'll be like, okay, well, you know, it's my, Oh, and my we knew, day. yeah, we knew <laughs> like uh, Nick and I have a fence business. We have a, one of our sales guys that we're really close to. He's basically like family. He was, he's my friend's brother. So he already was very family vibes, but um, we knew we were like, we know his unexpected day has to be Tuesday. And, <laughs> and like, well, I like looked it up and we were right. It's just, so it's fun to, uh, to kind of just speculate on. And it, that's the thing is that Kendall and I have an approach that's really just fun and playful with all of this Yeah, I think that can take out some people's concerns about, and I, I just want to be respectful. Like if this doesn't resonate with you, like definitely tap off and that is what it is. But if you are curious and you are, you have made it here advice, just like loosen a loosening up. <laughs> and I say yeah. that as someone that is very tightly wound and sometimes uh based on my background used to look at things as like it's either this or there's this. Like I never saw the gray in things um until my high school years and stuff, but I I just encourage like take what fits, leave the rest and it's all for fun. We're here to like live a life that makes us feel fruitful and excited and that this is a way that this works out for me and Ken. Yeah. And I think like all of these different modalities, I love having different tools in my toolbox for kind of how to process the world, you know? Um, And so like one of the things I just recently on Instagram announced that I was pregnant. So like, hi, if you don't know, but um, I'm pregnant with our second and it was just really awesome having a reading with her where she was even helping prepare me for, you know, this new stage of like, okay, when, you know, she comes this, that, and the other. And one of the things that was really helpful for me was her talking about to journal out everything that's a block for me. So something where if I feel like I'm hitting something internally, like, okay, where are my blocks? Where are my triggers? Um, What are the things that keep coming up for me? She was like, you don't need to force this and heal it. And this isn't a like bulldozing. It's more just like, let yourself free write about how you really feel about it Mm -hmm. and just have ease with yourself in that. And because I think that sometimes with kind of this like self-help or healing or spiritual, whatever, it's like almost can feel sometimes like this to-do list of like, here are all the things I need to do. And she was just like, just write about it because the more that you can come to terms with how you really feel about your triggers, you can help your child. Like you when your second kid comes, whatever, um, whatever is undealt with in yourself, you aren't going to have the tools to help them if they have that same block. Like if you can't deal with it in yourself, how can you give them the tools? 
yeah, to yeah. work that out in themselves, like that's going to become their own block. And you see that right with like kind of generational stuff that gets handed down. It's like, if someone doesn't, you know, has a block within themselves, they kind of pass that down and don't have the tools to help their, you know, kids sort it out. And so that was something that was really helpful. And then, you know, speaking of ease and other things, she told me that I I'm trying to like share the things that I feel like are, could be used by anyone or might be helpful, but she kept reiterating to me how much like to follow ease in general, that a lot of times we push and try to make things happen. And she was like, it doesn't mean that it's not yours. It's that it's not the time for it. Like a big thing with the destiny cards is how different times in our life align with different energies. So we could say, I could be like, oh, I want to be a photographer. And I'm obsessed with everything. Photography, I'm shooting, clients are coming in, whatever. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I don't really feel like this anymore. It's not that photography won't come back to me. It's that this is not the time to be focusing on that. Like our alignment means whatever is for us will feel feel easiest to us. Yes. Yes. And Um, I loved that. Yeah. I love that too. And something that she had encouraged me to do that I rarely listen to when when readers or therapists or anyone that has like started to get to know me. One of the first things people will tell me is like, you need to slow down (laughs) and you need to, and I, I do not listen. Um, and this time I did, and she was, there was a lot of other stuff she said, but just like a general overarching theme was like, take it easy. Like you deserve to mm-hmm. take it easy. Like it's not selfish and it is in flow for you to take a beat and just like move in more slow motion. And so for the first time in my life, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that. And it caused some friction in my marriage, honestly, because my husband is like very like power, go, 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 like on the hamster wheel, like running two businesses, like running himself ragged. And I'm over here, like, reading in the middle of the day. And like, I understand that that is like, not always going to like, I'm not always going to be in a stage of life where I'm able to do that, but in little ways, and I'm not talking like a full overhaul, but I've just like definitely noticed my evenings are slower and I'm just moving slower. And that I was so resistant to that. You guys like that does not feel normal to me. Like I'm normally moving in high speed. I'm doing five things at once. I'm running myself ragged, but I realized I was avoiding like a lot by doing that, like keeping myself busy, didn't allow like pings to come to me. And I was shutting mm-hmm. myself off from intuition. And, and so the, since the past couple of weeks after I talked to her, I really took that seriously. And I have been more intuitive than I've ever remember. And I felt, I feel like I'm allowing for, for like, things to come to me and like not judge them, but just like, I'm opening up a lot in me from simply taking it easy, being less on my phone. Another thing was like, and this is like, you know, we've all heard it, drink your water. Don't stay on your phone. Like tries to journal. Like, I know that this stuff might seem super basic, but I turned all my push notifications off because I listened to a podcast that was talking about like your phone shouldn't talk to you. You talk to your phone. And so I have like turned off all notifications and stuff. And so that has helped me a lot too, because when my phone's not constantly flashing, I don't feel like victim to check things in real time all the time anymore. And so just these various things that have allowed me to kind of settle into a, a feeling where at first I felt like, uh, 
nothing's happening. Hello. Like I felt like I wanted um, something to happen really quick, of course, but it was more of a slow waking up into, wow. Okay. Now I have a, like, I have awareness and I have the availability and the capacity to get back in touch with my intuition and myself. So anyways, uh-huh. I just wanted to, like- and I think, I think the slowing down with that is, um, I just got like an energy healing and she was talking about how much like slowing down is almost like spiritual hygiene. Like it just cleans things out. So you have space for those things like intuition and alignment and different things like that. And so, yeah, I think that that could be, it's just like cleaning house, you know, yeah. of what's important and what's not. Cause I do think that we spin our wheels on a lot of things that like don't actually matter all that much to us. And then when those are gone, you're like, Oh, actually my life is so much better. And I don't miss some of these things. It just, they were just kind of hanging on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely noticed like with you, just uh, you being more of ease and just gentler with yourself. I think since you've slowed down. Yeah. Yeah. I really have noticed just, uh, I feel way more calm. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk you guys? Listen, like, we are, this feeling. is, a, <laughs> this is one of our, uh, our better, like we're, we're coming back around the bend. Like, yeah. I feel like for both of us, we're like, I think we're starting to really feel better again. Like yeah. a light, a lightness. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I'm so comfortable in chaos that I'm really trying not to identify with it. And that's been a lifelong struggle, but I'm really just trying to like identify with peace, which felt very uncomfortable at first because it's like, this isn't what I'm used to. Um, and so this slower pace made me feel out of control. Um, but once I got past that and I'm forever working on it team, like I'm never going to get it completely right, but I've definitely found some more fulfilling time, um, in the, in the slowness and a lot, I'm a lot better at surrendering. I'm a lot better at lowering my expectations. Um, so, or I should say adjusting my expectations so that I'm not let down as much. And so I just, yeah, I I'm having, I'm having a little period of recoup if so to speak. So, uh, Ken got a new book that she's been kind of like dabbling in. Uh, yes. Okay. So Kelsey actually told me in one of the readings that I did, I've done two with her. And, uh, on the second one, she was like, I think you should really get, you know, had suggested some different kind of cards, uh, for pulling to just like, keep me in flow and grounding a big thing that I need in my life constantly is just grounding. I'm an air sign. I I'm, I'm pretty earthy in my airiness, but I don't, I can fly often Neverland. So I need just rituals and different things that help ground me and keep me in flow. And so she was suggesting some different things, but I've been doing a bunch of research about different kinds of cards, different like tarot guidance cards, all these different kinds of things to just get education. Because like, as Angela said, I grew up thinking all of those things were like evil, like, uh, just a very, and it's just the way, like where I was raised, it was kind of like, Oh, if we don't understand it, it's bad. And so, um, and while I definitely think everyone should go in and protect themselves spiritually, it's, it is interesting for me to learn about the different histories of different cards and be like, Oh, this is actually a very like life filled experience and something that is created to help us get in connection with, um, 
just the divine. And so I love it anyways, but I thought it would be fun to pull one of these cards because I've only pulled a few so far because they're so interesting to me that I will continue doing research on it. So I'm going to pull one. And, um, this one is, uh, tarot of the spirit. It's by Pamela and Joyce. I think it's Eakins, E-A-K-I-N-S. Anyways, uh, so they have different books and it's been so enlightening because with this specific deck, what it's supposed to do is you can pull a card and it isn't that it tells you the future. It's more of a, that each one serves as a mirror to yourself. So when I pull this, it's like, what is this to you? And what is this in your story and your journey and how can you implement this? So it's kind of letting intuition run wild. So the card I just pulled is called Sister Earth. Sister Earth. That's such a cute. And, I know. I um, This is the first time I've ever pulled it. It's like this. I wish I could show you the visual for this. She's like, it's so ethereal. It's like this goddess woman with um, a gown of like flowers and a bright open third eye Ooh, take a pic because i'll post it on story when we release this up and... okay oh, um yes. okay so sister earth sister earth is all about revelation it's the cosmic sister who's in her own element so um the keywords here are um emergence of light out of darkness strength beauty the coming era angel of change. I am the personation of the cosmic body. As I enter my inner sanctum, I ask the question, how do I embody cosmological radiance? I look around, then close my eyes, asking for the next step. I hear, go to the left. I turn and go down a dark winding hallway. Now what? Go to the right. I enter a room of blues and pinks of water awash in feminine feeling. I am lifted up in a soft swirling whirlwind and drop gently into a chair which faces a picture window. I am looking out at my beloved oak tree and gentle rolling hills with mountains in the background. Earth sister enters swollen with child and stands looking out the window. She turns and smiles as I rise to greet her. I encourage her to sit opposite of me as she looks at me like she may give birth at any second. In fact, I have a feeling that I may be the midwife. As she sits, I can see her go into labor. I am loath to ask her questions, but she nods for me to go ahead. And I ask, how do I embody cosmological radiance? She gasps. As I sit in meditation with her, I begin to understand that I am her. She is embodying me. She is birthing me to me. I repeat, how do I embody cosmological radiance? How do I embody? How do I embody? Suddenly I am one with her. Now I am giving birth and I am being birthed. I am feeling the physical sensation and I am the sensation. I am all sensation. There are no thoughts, only sounds, the grunting, the sighing, the loud ahs, the releasing, the holding, the releasing. I slash she and she see the baby's head emerge face up. We take its head in our hands and the body emerges. 
We lay it on the floor. It rises up, stands on its stubby little legs and greets us with open arms. I am worried about the umbilical cord, but then I realize the cord is not physical, but energetic. It does not need to be cut. We welcome her, the female baby, into our arms. We hold her. I ask again, how do I embody cosmological radiance? The baby radiates at me with a beaming smile. She reaches up to touch my face and I begin to cry. I feel so loved and I am so in love with my newborn self. The baby climbs down, walks to the window and points and turns to show me what she sees out loud uh, outside. She laughs in joy at her existence in this beautiful place. And now I have my answer. This is how I radiate cosmological source, like a newborn child excited to simply be alive, exploring, open to all, innocent, loving. This is source in action. I sit with this vision for a while. The child comes to sit in my heart. This is the message. You radiate without even trying. This is who you are naturally. Let yourself be joyous, loud, exuberant. Be amazed and gratified in all that you do and you see and you experience. Trust in the source that moves within you. <sighs> that was... <laughs> That was like true poetry. The fact that someone birthed those writings, like I am. This is like one of 12 pages. I can, I can um, send you the book too for whoever like wants the cards in the book to just, you know, explore. Wow. But isn't that so, that's one card. Like that's just like pulled from the deck. And, um, and so there's so much more reading on it. Like there's probably 20 something pages. That was just a page excerpt from someone's yeah I know it's oh my seriously, gosh it's been... had you read that before had you no uh, no pulled that card before wow no yeah no that was my first time and I feel like it's just so I don't even beautiful. know what like, to say so... like I'm I don't either <laughs> like that was so beautiful <laughs> I know and so anyway I sent Angela's book because it's like probably like 500 pages long for this deck like that yeah, you no, showed me it from the it's side 800 I literally just looked at the back it's 800 pages long yeah. um I got it on Amazon <laughs> but uh yeah I know it's just like filled with such beauty and to me that's so helpful in me like connecting to the divine is through just this like poetry and this beauty and this imagery and it helps me get in flow with like what is coming up in me. So that story is meant to serve whoever hears it. You know, it's not my story. It's not Angela's story. It's not, it's just like the collective of what does that bring up in you? What does that make you feel? What do you want to address with that? You know? So anyway, love it. Love it. Love to hear it. I know, I know we've dropped like a ton of different, like talk to Kelsey, read this book, look at these cards, whatever. But if anything sticks out to you, we'll put all of the links um, on the bottom. You can check out for yourself. We want you to be blessed. Thank you for coming today and spending time with us. And we're just constantly just, I don't know, tasting the juice, letting you know what's tasty Mm -hmm. and we'll continue bopping on and saying hi whenever we have the next snack, you know? Yeah. We're happy to be here. We're happy that you're here and we hope you stick around and share this with a friend and rate us if you haven't. And we love you. Talk Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.